1: That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That, that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week number 594, brought to you by Geek Fuel. A mystery box for geeks and gamers each month. Get a free box at geekfuel.com slash ifanboyfreebox. And ifanboy listeners just like you. Hello and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 594. I'm Josh and I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick.
0: And we're live from San Diego Comic-Con. You are. And Ron Richards.
1: And we are live from not San Diego (laughs) (laughs) Comic-Con.
2: You see, it's one one thing to deal with the oppressive sun and heat if you're in San Diego. But if you're in New York City, it just doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) It's actually quite pleasant here. It's in the low 70s. It's actually one of those years where it's actually really beautiful
1: nice that's one of the i remember like the one year we got to wear pants all week and i was like this is great
2: Oh, i remember that the cold year that was a fun i remember that one yeah yeah
1: but you got to carry all that camera stuff around you appreciate it (laughs) Especially if you're not a a lithe young man. We are iFanboy, and every week we are not lithe, and we read our stack of comics, and one of us picks their favorite book, and we call that the pick of the week. We talk about that book, other books from the week, the patron pick, and maybe if we have some time, we'll read some listener mail. It should be a fun time. That is the intention more for us than you, but it turns out it works both ways. Here's your spoiler warning. This is a review show. There will be spoilers of the books that we're talking about, so you know that. Your problem. Ron, you had the pick. I did have the pick.
2: And listen... I kind of had a realization after I was reading Aliens Dead Orbit number three um, that, like, I read a lot of comics this week, a lot of comics this week, a lot of comics, right? Yeah, and um, and lots, of, lots of people, you know, there, there's, there's a guy writing it, there's a guy drawing it, there's, like, nine people inking it and coloring it and all that sort of stuff. And then, like, I put down Dead Orbit, and I was like, man, James Stoko just did all of this. on time on on time too well yeah i i I, I gotta imagine he banked this already and i know we talked about aliens dead orbit number one when it came out and we were both like oh yeah this is all pretty good you know but it's like kind of like a standard you know kind of spaceship in space gets attacked by aliens and that sort of thing and my opinion doesn't change but for some reason i pulled back like ten thousand feet up above and i looked down on it and i was like man I remember when, uh, the, when what what you call it, uh, Orkstein came out, and we were just like, who is this guy, right? And then every now and then, have that Galactus pinup and all that sort of stuff. And for yeah. some reason, there's, there was there was a couple of panels in this issue that just really had me marveling at what James Stokoe can do, and how he is really one of the
1: singular like personalities in comics, right? <laughs> like, Let's like the, tell you who he is. He's the he's the premier pipe draftsman in comics. Yeah, that's for sure. That Lots guy of pipes. can do pipes. <laughs> Lots of pipes.
2: But uh, no, it's, it's like in this this issue, uh, there's a double page spread. I think it's page uh, page three and four, or whatever the 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 third and the second and third page of actual story of a guy trapped in all stuff and two aliens kind of coming at him, and it's just like, how long did this take him?
1: <laughs> right, and it's just like, and yeah, he does have those pages like Abs- absolutely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah and, and the story again isn't it's not like he took aliens and did some crazy never before seen story type thing you know like it's it's uh, you know the, the the crew comes on board and they, they there's people who are you know kind of hibernated sleeping type thing and they w- woke them up and turns out they're all burnt and f- screwed up and fucked up and and they've unleashed the, you know the alien xenomorphs are on there and they're' they're, they're being picked off one by one like it's just it's pretty much as good as standard as it gets. But the thing is is that for there's something there's a little bit of magic with Stoko doing it, and like I spent like 10 minutes just looking at the ship, right yeah. and like like the designs and all this sort of stuff. and so like, yeah, it's really kind of like dirty, you know kind of used space kind of look, but he's bringing a, an element of his own to it that I think is that I think is really amazing. And then there's a drunk guy at the end who who calls the, who, call, who calls the the attention of the aliens, and that was a good cliffhanger, I thought,
1: so just wants to share.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, just real quick, after the last couple of alien movies, I think maybe the best thing to do with these stories is to just tell a simple story about a ship being taken over because, quite frankly, the ones about the mythology and the history of it are really boring and bad. So it makes sense that this would be the best way to tell an alien story. Yeah.
1: Well, I kind of had that. I mean, when, when the last one was Covenant. You know, like yeah. I went to see it and it was fine. It was really pretty and, and whatever. And it was like, well, how was it? And I was like, well, it was basically the same story as the first movie. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, that, that's what I, that's that's what I'm there for. That's right. what I'm looking at. And so with this, what you have is it kind of doesn't matter what the story is or who the characters are. It's let's see what this looks like through James Stokoe's eyes and how he tells the adventure parts of the story, the action. And I, that alone is enough to make it great because he is who he is and it's a really nice, perfect mixture. Like, he's the guy for this right now. Right. And that's enough. And 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 that's the thing is like it's funny because I know over the years we've we've, we've
2: really talked um, about several license you know like the idea of licensed comics you know and 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 taking a property versus taking an original kind of creation and all that sort of stuff and don't get me wrong I would really love to see more Orkstein if he ever if he ever gets around to doing it but I got a good feeling that that ship has sailed right but. That said, Aliens is a property that I enjoy, that I like, uh, you know, that I, that I have enjoyed in the past. Um, I didn't see Covenant. I, I didn't. I, I'm with the new movies. You know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to the theater. Like I'm. Those are. It's, it's,
0: I, yeah. I it's Prometheus, just part two with the yeah. same story and the same. Yeah, type of characters. I, wa- I,
2: I watch Prometheus at home. I'm gonna watch Covenant at home. Like that's that's my that's it's, my speed with it.
0: Like that's the thing. Like I'm a casual Aliens
2: fan. Like I know people who are just like they've got models of the Xenomorph and they go crazy and they love all the you know like and Ripley and all that stuff. Whatever. I I, I enjoy it. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so like in this case, you know, like here's a here's a creator who I really feel deserves credit for doing everything right and like and and the thing like if you look at it the 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 main page credit it's story art and lettering the dude's lettering this <laughs> right like and so and, and like so he's literally singular creator doing a story telling a story that happens to be aliens which is a classic he's an know, auteur yeah he's an auteur and I, I think that and and lord knows I mean I know I, th- I think the biggest criticism of Stoko is that we want more of it you know like it's like I put him in the same category as like quietly and things like that was like oh man I wish there was more of this but after looking at these pages you know why it takes time for him to do stuff because it's just I can't even imagine like the detail he's going to of the the countertop with the cables coming out of it and the Ports and the the vents and things like that, and it, it's just like it really deserves some credit. I think I think it's it, that, and that's why I wanted to make a pick of the week because out of all the books I stood out. You know there was you know we're going to talk about it later on, but uh, Ro- you know Royal City is similar to this and that. You know it, you know single-handedly Jeff Lemire's vision, writing and art, drawing and coloring, although someone else lettered that one. So Jeff, you should get back to get get on your lettering. Step data. it up, step it up, Lemire. Um, but yeah, no, I mean Stokoe is just like a, a beast, and so it's just like man, I want to celebrate this.
0: There's also a long history of Aliens as a comic. Yeah. You know, it's not it, – this is totally equivocating, but it's not your standard license property because there's been Aliens comics for like 25, sure. 30 years. Sure, yeah. You know, it's not like uh, – Well, I, I mean, whatever. But, the
2: same, but the same can be said for Star Wars and G.I. Joe and all the stuff like that. Like yeah, right. are, That's what
0: yeah. I mean. That's why yeah. it's not – it's it's not like looking at like, you know, when they did a S.H.I.E.L.D. comic, you yeah. know, what, it's it's something that's got a long history of being in the comic book form. So it's, to me, it's not as egregious. And I, yes. don't, I don't sneer at an alien's comic the way I would sneer at something. At strawberry you shortcake. Know, like,
1: the, the shield I, is always was, my best example of a horrible. Licensed yeah. comic. I was like, I like the Shield. I w- just wasn't quite to the cynical part yet. I was like, I like the Shield. Oh, I'm gonna the buy the Shield, Shield comic with, with Chickles. Yeah. yeah, and oh, I was. I thought, and I just I, was remember... like, I thought he was talking about the, the. I thought you were talking about the the Shield TV show with with. uh nope. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I just. I remember at one point, like, relatively early on. It you know would have been 2002 or three or something. It was early, the Shield yeah. comic came out, so there, we weren't inundated with licensed comics like we like. There was no IDW then to that extent. <laughs> and
0: there was oh. also 24 comics like. That kind of thing is more yeah. so, uh, is weird than Aliens.
1: And I remember that pushed me over the edge. It's like, oh, these are usually awful.
0: Yeah.
1: like And they're pointless. Whereas this, the thing that I think sort of gets me about this is that I don't know how to make this not sound snobby, so I'm just going to do it. Um, I feel like a lot of readers, and certainly maybe readers who would just sort of pick up an Aliens comic, aren't going to be in a position to appreciate the fact that a guy like James Stokoe is doing it.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and and you're right. You don't want to be snobby about that. But yes, I I see your point there.
1: But I mean, I'm saying I would have been doing this show for years before I was like, before I understand why that guy is who he is and why he's a genius, right. and
2: it's not, and I, I also, and I also don't know if the casual alien fan picks right. us up and is just like, "Holy shit, look at this!" Right? But from a that's com- what I mean. Yeah, right. But from a comic standpoint, as you know, comics fans and things like that, you know, we know what goes into it, and and like like that that, that double page spread, man. I'm just looking at it now. It's just it is like crazy with the smoke and everything like it's so good so i hope the alien fans can appreciate this but uh you know hey if you're gonna get a licensed comic i I always say get the best talent on it i mean i can't tell you how many there was a there was a licensed comic that we're not talking about this week that came out uh from uh one of the the smaller independent publishers i was like oh maybe i'll give you know like that this is a this is a person and a product that i'm interested in let me and i looked at the preview pages i was like oh no and i just closed it i didn't even look at it so um, you know, at, at least at least I can't bring, even look at you. I can't even look at it. Um, but at least bring the the high level creator kind of to it to really do it well. And I think Stoko is you know he, he's he's one of the, one of the best I think in terms of just Gonzo out there, kind of amazing. You know, Connor, you put it best, Auteur. So yeah. Yeah, no, I, I dug it. I really, really dug it, and, and especially in a week where I felt a lot of pressure having pick of the week uh, on, on the week that the, I guess, the big gun of the X-Men relaunch finally came out with Astonishing X-Men number one, um, written by Charles Soule with art by Jim Chung. Um, and let me tell you, if we were judging books by their cover, the cover <laughs> of this issue, that this is the X-Men book I've always wanted, unfortunately, then I read it.
0: So oh, I thought this was terrific. It was all right. It was. I mean, it wasn't I, I, bad. Had, the, I had the opposite reaction because I, to me, while the cover feels somewhat comfortable because it if, if harkens back to the '90s, yeah, like I see Gambit and I see uh, Bishop and I'm like, ugh.
2: Oh, yeah, I love but, it. It's great.
0: But uh,
2: archangel, oh, great.
0: I hate Archangel. Hate Bishop. Hate Gambit. But
2: how do you feel about Phantom uh, X? I,
0: I can. I didn't like Phantom X until Remender. Yeah. D- you know sort of made him interesting. But, uh, you know, Rogue...
1: is Morrison, though, right? That's not yeah, before He Yeah, more yeah, He's not Morrison part of Bishop. Bishop um, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. It's okay. okay, the 2000s. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So. But you've got Psylocke. You've got Old Man Logan, Gambit. You've got Mystique, for some reason, who's not even in the book. Um, yeah. But Beast is, but not in the cover. Um, maybe they just mixed up blue characters.
2: <laughs> maybe Mystique uh, is... Maybe Beast is Mystique.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I, but I thought this was fun. I thought this was... this. Um, I mean, it helps that Jim Chung's drawing it. And I wonder how many issues we're actually going to get of Jim. That's Chung. Ne-
1: that's never an untrue statement, by the way. Um, it helps that Jim, Jim Chung's drawing it. Yes, in all yeah. cases.
2: Oh my god, yes! It's funny because, like, you know how we were complaining about X Men Gold and saying how you know just the, with the art, the the Marvel art problem, and and the book yeah. really deserves like a main, you know a big thing. Like, if you put Jim Chung on X Men Gold, that book would have sung. <laughs> like that book that book would have that book would have walked your dog around the block and then done your taxes that book would have done everything um, but, but but my main problem with this is that yeah like I like the I like the grouping of characters and all stuff like that my my main problem is 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 just like from a story standpoint you know it just you know I, the idea of Psylocke gets attacked by the Shadow King puts out a distress call, pulls together the team. Okay, that's a great premise. But then they're in London around debris and we're just going to lay down here and go into the astral plane right now. You know what I mean? Like and I get like it's just jumping into the story and going with it, but like with the with the X-Men I want a little more I don't know what it is. It just it just seems You want soap opera. A little bit more soap opera instead of just like like this just this just seemed like more and and it's, and this is the this is the difference between contemporary versus old, you know old and maybe I'm just sentimental and this is you know the old 40 something X-Men fan, you know. And like but this is contemporary comic story telling and I get it because you know they've got less pages to deal with now. Although this this was a 30 page issue. So I mean they they definitely had a little more wiggle room. But I mean have the thing happen in London and then go back to the mansion. You know, don't have, like, Beast land all of a sudden. Like, hey, guys, I just showed up. You know, like, it just seemed a little too, like, I'm going to pull everyone here and then we're just off to the races. I feel like it, it should have been, I, it just felt too forced to get right into it. Um, and I would have liked a little more groundwork to be laid as as it's, an X-Men fan.
0: It is hard because you said they have fewer pages and the storytelling is different than it was previous to that. Yeah, you know, yeah, agreed. Um, Chris Claremont could get, really get a lot more out of, Yeah, twenty-two, twenty-four pages, and then Trail Soul could do twenty. I mean, all I could Um, maybe
2: I'm thinking too realistically, but there's you know there's a panel when they're you know they explain what they need to do and they're arguing who's going to go, and then there's one panel where Logan and Rogue and Gambit are all going to lay down, and Psylocke is standing up uh, above them, and there are helicopters in the distance, and they're they're surrounded by rubble, and and my only thought was like they need to do this right now. Like, 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 can they? Maybe they can get out of the, the 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 rubble of the skyscraper that just fell. I don't know. Maybe just go go somewhere safer. Like, I, I don't know. But I like I like that it's Shadow King, and maybe this is drafting off of what's going on in Legion on TV. Who knows? Yeah. Um. You know, and, and the cliffhanger at the end, which I know we said a spoiler warning, but I don't want to ruin for anybody. I mean, of course, you know, the carousel keeps turning, so of course yeah. we, we would see that person at the end of this book. But um, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm gonna read it because it's Chung and Jesus, I love it. But but from a story
0: wise, I'm like, you know. I think this is the most dynamic looking X Men book. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. absolutely.
2: Well, it's funny because I saw a bunch of reviews online and I know better than to pay attention to those. But, you know, finally the X Men book you've been waiting for, and I saw it after I read it. And I'm like, I wouldn't characterize it like that. Like, <laughs> but maybe you're not,
1: you know, the, you know, I don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know. I feel like you're a typical X Men fan other than your immense uh, sort of expertise in the actual industry part now, but but even so, like, that that all... The X-Men part of you has not changed.
2: No, never. Oh, yeah, that... that, that yeah. That, and, and the thing is that I get that it evolves, and I don't want Claremont Byrne... Or, well, I do want... I want Claremont Smith again. Oh, I really want it to be 1982, <laughs> and Tope. really... But, oh. it,
0: but this is like... You know, we, we were talking before about how the other books are, like, too much in... You know, they, they're playing baseball every issue, and they're, yeah, they're really yeah. mining those tropes, whereas... So you kind of have... You know, you can go one way or the other with these books. Yeah. Um, I, I I preferred this one over the one that's that's trying too hard to be the X Men.
2: Oh, I agree with you, and I and I think from a writing standpoint, it's somewhere in between these two. Yeah. Like I, you know, like the, 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 there was nothing about this story that had the um, the loving of life of Jason Aaron's X Men or the exciting this is something new and different of Grant Morrison. Or the soap opera aspect of Chris Claremont. This very much feels like a contemporary comic. And this is the style of the time. That's fine. But again, you know, my problem with Soul as a writer is that he has a hard time distinguishing what he's writing as being anything that's really kind of like exciting, grab you by your collar and make you read this. You know, and so like that, and that, it feels that same kind of way with this book. So that's you know, but I'm re- Chung is worth it. So
1: I'm I'm in it for Chung. So that's for sure. Well, I mean, you did, yeah. You finally got the A lister on on an X Men book, yeah. Which yeah. is like, which is for crazy. One but month there wasn't one. Yeah, for is it one, just one month. Well, we'll, well I don't yeah, know. I, just, I, I, just, I assume it's not going to be. I, I, I a instantly believed it. I was like, oh yeah, that makes yeah. More
2: sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the 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 uh, good contender for pick of the week though was Royal City Number Five by Jeff Lemire. Just because, talk about pulling out the heartstrings.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, and then I was kind of disappointed by the ending. Well, uh, no, not the cliffhanger ending, the ending where the father actually wasn't dead. Yeah. Um, although now he knows a lot of things, so I guess that that's going to be interesting. But I kind of liked, you know, this issue is the father who, who started the series off by having a stroke and going into a coma, causing his family to come together and also start to fall apart. Uh, dis- is descending, or... A, a, ascending into heaven with his dead son and he's checking in on all of his kids as he goes So he's he, and his wife so he's learning all of their, their deep dark secrets that, that we've been following all, along with um, then you think he's going to die but he doesn't die he wakes up from his coma so I was kind of disappointed by that but other than, I thought there was a really terrific panel in here that I almost took a photo of for you guys but I was reading this by the pool and I decided not to do it um, I didn't want get, to get it wet um, it was the panel where they, the brothers discovered stealing the radios Yes, and the the sister you know turns the flashlight on his face, and it's just a perfect reaction to being startled. Yep. Um, captured in one single panel. So just just brilliant, yep. cartooning.
2: Yeah, um, I know. I mean, I think I, I mean we, we we talked about Jeff Lemire in our last um, Book Explode with uh, his graphic novel Roughneck. And, you know, Royal City, I've kind of gone in and out over these five issues, but with this fifth issue, I'm like, okay, I'm in, you know, because this issue, just really, like, having the dad f- with the with the kid floating around, sit- visiting everybody, like, I was getting ready for, you know, we're saying goodbye. And right. and then to have him wake up at the end, I think is an, it was an interesting direction. And I just, and I love, you know, the idea of the, the you know, this, the son selling his radios and him like, oh, what have you got to do this time? And then, like, all that sort of, it just tugged on the heartstrings. And it's just that that emotional play that Lemire puts together just is I just love reading that and so um, and I love and I love the way music is integrated into this book he puts a playlist at the end of every issue and he said in the back of the book the next you know the next arc is going to go back to 1993 and all the music will be from 93 or before which is cool like I I just I I just like I like what he's putting together with this Um, very very slowly and quietly but it's it's strong work in my mind
0: it is interesting that all a lot of these image books are taking like three-month hiatuses between story arcs and I wonder how that you know how that affects their popularity
2: well because they all think they all want to be Saga you know what I mean like that's 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 the model that that worked for that works for Saga and and the question is whether if it works for anybody else
0: because they're not Saga would only take one month off wouldn't it
2: no it would take more it usually would take it would take it would take some like two to three months so it would take a, a, a break and then the trade come out and then the new issue come out yeah it was it was a it was a longer gap than you realize they might have they might have moved it up recently, but when it first started it was like 3 months. Oh, Cuz wow. it was just yeah. like it was like, "Oh my god, when is it coming back?" Like that's what that was the feeling that first year of Saga. Yeah.
1: Books are just constantly flying at us like a fire hose. I just don't that's tend true. to notice. Yeah. <laughs> true. Like I, by the time I'm like, "Why yeah, where was that book?" then it comes back and I go, "Wait, what was happening in this book?" And then it just yeah. More fire hose.
0: So, uh Archie 22, uh last issue in 21, there was a race, there was a uh drag race between Archie and Reggie. You remember Reggie, Ronnie's a character that's not, not on yeah. a TV show.
2: Or, or, or um, on a TV show, but just not uh, not, uh, <laughs> not, not, not in a good characterization. <laughs>
0: um, and uh, so at the end of the race, there was an accident that involved Betty. And uh, so there was a cliffhanger she was rushed to the hospital. And uh, Betty is like, um, remember when Dan DiDio kept threatening to kill Nightwing? And yes. we, every time there would be a major story, we thought this would be the this would be the final the moment. And so then over in Af- Afterlife with Archie, if you recall that book that never comes out anymore, um, the uh, they the, I think the storyline's called the death of Betty Cooper or whatever. And I keep I keep uh, threatening to to go crazy if they kill Betty Co- Betty Cooper. <laughs> so here uh, you have a really nice story written by Mark Wade, drawn by Pete Woods, who's been a fantastic artist for the series, uh, in which a bunch of the main characters. Are watching her in in the bed as, as in the hospital bed as they're working on her through the window, and you, you get flashbacks. So the mother remembers when they, when she was a little baby, and she she wouldn't sleep. And then uh, Veronica remembers when uh, Betty was nice to her early on in her days at school. And Archie remembers their whole life together. Mister Weatherby he remembers a really nice moment between the two of them in d- detention. Um, and so the whole time, I'm reading this like with like a clenched stomach. Um, she does not die, however, she is paralyzed. Okay. So they've paralyzed Betty Cooper.
2: All right. So do you feel like that's a cop-out or do you think that they delivered on something?
0: I'm just angry. What? <laughs> Betty Cooper's a goddamn saint. Yeah. <laughs> right. I
1: just want you to walk around San Diego giving sort of slight caustic asides like that to comic book people. Go, like, go. like people who are like, you know how you were going to kill off Nightwing? Anyway, see you later, Dan. Walk away.
2: Like, go. I,
0: that's what I want. Yeah, I'm gonna go turn over the Archie Archie uh, booth. Well, That's no, what I'm there, talking. There's about. no Archie booth this year. <laughs> I'm gonna go kick Alex Segura in the nuts.
2: Uh, well, yeah. So go kick him in the nuts. <laughs> That'll
1: do right, it. Do
0: that. <laughs> I'm gonna start talking to you. I'll report back next week.
1: Well, if you have to have a uh, different artist doing a mini series uh, of a beloved book. You could do a lot worse than Lazarus X plus 66 number one, which has an awkward title, but it is drawn, uh, by Steve Lieber with a script from, uh, of course, series creator, Greg Rucka. And, um,
0: well, it's Greg Rucka and Eric Troutman. That's fine. Which I assume usually means plot by Rucka script by Troutman.
1: Yeah. Which is, which is fine. I mean, they're, they're longtime collaborators and they sort of have a thing going. I mean, I never found that that was like a thing that was holding back checkmate. Um, and I, I really enjoyed this. So basically, we got a, a side story um, of uh, what's her name, uh, one of the one of the soldiers uh, that uh, helped uh, Forever in one of the missions in the other book. And, and Casey, uh, Casey, uh, and and uh, Forever uh, recommended her for what is essentially you know Green Beret school or whatever they the the
0: Daggers, there's the special yep. forces of the Carlisle military.
1: Yeah. Yep, and so this is her going there and and sort of what that's like, and it's a. Uh, Fairly straightforward kind of special forces uh, initiation camp training story, and I, I really like that kind of story. And uh, I had a lot of fun with it. It was and fun. It was really fun. Yeah Steve Lieber is—I don't know if he's a goddamn American treasure, but he's something. He's so great. And 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 he is one of those guys that can slip into other styles if he needs to. But there's still enough of him there that you can see it's him, but also that it fits with what we've seen aesthetically out of the book before. And um. He's just so very good. Yeah. Uh, and and the whole thing was... I mean, if I have to take a hiatus on the book and this is what fills in in the meantime, I'm 100% cool with that. It's like it's like those uh, the Preacher uh, sort of miniseries that came out between... They were drawn by uh, Carlos Azcara or something like that when, when right. Steve Dillon wasn't... I'm like, they're all so great. Um, well, the world's they, so
0: they, interesting, and if they're going to yeah. flesh it out, um, one of the things they talk about in the letters column is they wanted to... A focus on characters that weren't driving the main plot just to you know, explore the world itself which I've always said is one of the more interesting things about is, is yep. the actual world how did this become, come to be what, is, what are the side characters like and it looks like every issue of this miniseries is going to be a different focus
1: oh um, wow, that's cool
0: so like the next is issue like- is about the Murray family so.
1: It is such a huge world, and like you tend to learn that in order to keep the plot moving forward on a monthly book, you know, like you really don't get to see very much of it, and it's kind of, and it's kind of a shame. So this is this is awesome. This is really fun.
0: Yeah, and then at the end we have these spe- specs to make our own dagger, so we could do that if we want. There
1: it is. Oh,
0: did you <laughs> attempt that? No, I don't have my uh, blacksmithing set here.
2: Oh, you left you left that at home, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: They didn't. They didn't want me to. Ch- I knew I, I, before I'd read it. You, you had put it on the list because uh, when you're at the con, you're reading right to the wire. Yeah. Right. And uh, first of all, Lee Weeks cover got really excited. No Lee Weeks art in sure. inside. Sure. Um, I was Tomasi reading this, and I was like, well, Gleason,
1: regular teams back. I was like, well, maybe uh, maybe
0: Josh really loved this because it involves a road trip to see these historic sites of America, and they're going to go to Gettysburg. And I like, and then I, fit, and I was like halfway through, I thought if there was ever an exhibit A that, that comics are not for kids anymore, Superman twenty seven. It's I, it's basically I, I, a it's a twenty page lecture,
1: but not good. Yeah. Okay. And, I, before we, I, uh, Scott Gudluski, who was uh, I think the artist on the last one uh, that w- wasn't written by the series regular, I, I like him. I think no, he's, he's was totally good, fine. He's I, okay.
0: just thought, I saw the weeks and I got excited, but Scott yeah, no,
1: like I, I get that. I just want to point that out, like I really I dig the art in this. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, after that. Because I thought, oh, they're they're going to drive to historic things. This is exactly like a Berenstein Bears book uh, that I've had to read my kid a hundred times. By the way, and that book is better than this.
0: It, it, Ron, this is a story of Superman needs a vacation. He falls asleep while flying home and crashes, which I thought was a that funny gag. That first oh,
1: sequence was on. excellent.
0: No, that no, was it's funny. A, it's a funny gag. So, it's a, so, Lois is like, we need to go on a road trip. So she rents an RV, and and then now you can say, oh, come on. So they go. They're going to see the historic sites of America, and they go to. Uh, they go to Niagara Falls, so Superman and and Jonathan can can body surf it which is fine.
1: They're going to boogie board over the falls.
0: Then they go to uh, Sharon, Massachusetts, where they go to the Deborah Sampson Memorial, and Lois gives us a full page history lesson on Deborah Sampson. Oh, okay. And then okay. and then we get a full page uh, explanation of those of those coexist bumper stickers. Oh. And then we get then we get two pages on the World War One Memorial and on in New York City, which I don't think I've ever actually seen. Oh wow. Uh, and then we go to Independence Hall. We get a full page about Independence Hall. Wait,
1: in the middle of that though they talked about how graffiti artists were horrible people. Oh no. Like there was that. So it was like it was like this weird 50s style but then like liberal progressive
0: Well, they had they had tagged up the memorial so I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I I know, but like it was just like let's shove this in there. Let's shove this moralizing in there too. Then there's there's a scene where they they meet a a a wheelchair-bound veteran outside and they take him into into the diner and the waitress is like we don't want his kind in here you're causing a scene because he was panhandling outside and then he sort of skulks off he's like no i'll go and then they they fight for him and they clean him up and put clothes on him so he can sit at the table really war sacrifices and then at the end they walk outside and the guy says literally this is the line how do you like that he offered me a job dishwasher on weekdays starting tomorrow it's so problematic. I can't even begin. Chances are he was a highly skilled technician of some kind. Yeah. And his good news is that he got a dishwasher job.
2: Oh my god. And
1: somehow the Kent family is responsible for it. I don't know what this was, but it was offensive. Oh my god! Wow. And so like it was it was like first grade versions of the lessons we need to learn from history. And like while it wasn't wrong, the format was just. It was
0: bizarre. It's I was I was so mystified. and I don't know that it's over, Josh. It's I mean he, he Superman has to run off to a Justice League emergency at the end, but it says next issue unknown soldiers, and this is I think called part one. I think let me let me scroll as fast as I possibly can. Um, no, no, it's just called Declaration. Maybe this is just a one shot.
1: Uh, stroke. you can't read it. But uh, God, how weird! It was really weird, and then it's not even. I mean it was bad, but it's more weird than it was bad in its badness.
0: Can you imagine being like a twelve year old reading this comic?
1: Yeah. I
0: would never <laughs> be a comic. I would go I would I'd say, you know what, video games are better. You're right. i would oh go back to God. that.
2: What a weird like, choice.
0: Yeah.
1: And you guys have There's been so you many... guys have been enjoying this book up to this point, right? Mostly, but also like like mostly but with like a a bit of a side eye to it but I still keep going back and it's been overall a good era. I like the Superman as father story and their them as parents. Um but the, this is the book about like, the
0: father son. I mean it's more in this he's the kids in action comics but this book is more about the father son relationship than that.
1: But but like there's so many things in history US history that you could have used and illustrated better and been less I mean like Literally, it I wouldn't a, be surprised. It was, a, it
0: was a lecture. It was a lecture.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if, while writing it, they had actual hams uh, strapped to their hands. Oh, it geez. was like it was that bad.
0: Yeah. It, it would be like a it was, Lois would stand there in a full-page shot, where there'd just be giant dialogue. Dialogue just you know, just it was literally just reading a, a lecture. About, oh and God. look, the information yeah, well was interesting, but right. like, I don't know why this happened in a Superman comic book. Yeah. Oh well. How bizarre!
1: How bizarre. Well, it seems like a good time. Good time to take a break. Let (laughs) us transition. Geek Fuel is doing something that no other geeky subscription box has done before. They're offering a free box to anyone who wants to try them out. You just pay shipping and handling. They're so confident that you'll love their service, they want the geek community to be able to try it for free. To redeem your free box, go to geekfuel.com. Slash iFanboy free box all one word at the end there. You can only redeem the offer by using that link. So write it down: geekfuel.com/slash iFanboy and there'll be a link on the website for this also. Um, Geekfuel is a monthly mystery box for geeks and gamers that has at least fifty dollars worth of value for around fifteen dollars or so. Um, think Comic-Con in the box with great curation and lots of exclusive items. Every box has an exclusive t-shirt, a full downloadable game, and a total of five to seven geeky items. Geek Fuel is different from other subscription boxes in that they include items that are actually usable rather than just a vinyl figure that you will sit on your desk and collect dust, although they do include those too sometimes. Uh, for example, some boxes have included a cutting board that's shaped like an NES cartridge, which is awesome. Uh, Pac-Man salt and pepper shakers. I'm liking this too. Game of Thrones dragon egg toothbrush holder. I, I even like saying that. A Zelda Zelda Master Sword phone charger and stuff like that. In addition, they have the best customer support in the business, hands down. The quality of the items in a Geek Fuel box are far and above any other geeky subscription box, so don't miss out on this offer to try it for free. GeekFuel.com slash iFanboy free box.
2: All right, thank you, Geek Fuel, for supporting iFanboy. Definitely. So, uh... so Ron,
0: Ron, you were not on the show when we talked about the first issue of Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man, and can you guess which of us really hated it
2: i'm pretty sure it was josh ding 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 ding. well it was funny because i wanted to talk about this quickly because i just wanted to know connor where you stood with it whether you're enjoying it or not i wasn't even i didn't even think josh was going to read it
0: uh i I described this book as an out-of-control car that is going where it needs to go but it's occasionally running into mailboxes and other cars and sometimes people yes um i am Enjoying it, I, as, as I said before, I'm happy to be reading a Spider-Man book that includes, you know, about Peter Parker. Yep. However, every once in a while, it's just like, Oh, it's a little too far. Well, because that's, the, the, thi- joke, that's the thing, the joke
2: thing with Z- with Zdarsky writing it, it, it's it's how Zdarsky is it going to get. And there was a couple of times where I was like, ah, oh, this is a little too Zadarsky. But then yep. like, the scene of Spider-Man on the date with the woman and he shows up in costume, but with the blazer. And she's like, really? You're in costume? He's like, well, when people know who I am, they get injured or they, get, they can get hurt. She's like, as opposed to me being with you now and the, the beat of a, of, a, of a silent panel. And then Spider-Man with his mask pulled up as he's drinking coffee going, you have a good point. That got me. That made me laugh. So, like, when Zdarsky is a funny guy, the problem is is that he can just be – have it turn to 11 all the time. Yeah. And so I think that if he reined it in just a little bit, this could be really, really good. Um, although, I don't know if I'm loving the Kubert art.
0: No, I'm not. I don't yeah. – I'm, I'm really surprised – about the quality of it, also, I'm just, you know, it wouldn't be an episode without me complaining about the costume. But I just don't know why they have the thigh high Spider Man boots.
2: Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about costumes in a little bit. So, well, why why
0: why are they giving him thigh high boots? I don't know. Kiss. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. But I'm pretty sure the answer is kiss. Yeah, I think the is I mean, kiss. Yeah. I am enjoying um, this. I'm no, enjoying. I, this.
1: I, I don't think I hate it as much as it's, it's, it's it is a not for me thing. It's just it's just not for me. Right. That's fine. So. Alright,
2: uh, moving on All new Guardians of the Galaxy number 6 Great to see Aaron Cooter back uh, Love Jerry Duggan, but uh, this book Will have a special place in my heart Because we got people in Darkhawk ar- armor
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask you about that Actually
2: I, d- I didn't realize that the Darkhawk uh, Were working for the Shi'ar, but I guess they are I don't care So.
0: I or was the Darkhawk armor originally Shi'ar armor that was stolen?
2: That would make sense because Shi'ar and Darkhawk and everything or you know, the bird kind of metaphor. Right. Yeah, that would make sense, but I'm just happy to see it. And the thing is, like, if you read all six of these issues... Very quietly, Duggan is bringing back little elements of the Marvel cosmic world that we all love that have been gone for a long time. Like the we Nova Adam Corps, Warlock the, in here too. yeah, the Nova Corps are quietly back. Uh, Adam Warlock and the Infinity Watch get get kind of flash back to there. You see Pip and you see old Drax and stuff like that. And then you got Darkhawk. Like he's slowly bringing it back closer to the old Abnett and Landing days, which I like. So
0: I would I would put this next to the Defenders as two of the best books Marvel's doing right now
2: yeah it's it's fantastic it's great yep um, also great is I hate fairyland number fourteen uh, purely because i've realized now after fourteen issues that Scotty Young and I really do share a type of uh, humor or enjoyment of a type of humor in that a repetitive joke gets me every time <laughs> in, the, in, this, in in this in this issue uh, gert as uh, there's a there's a labyrinth and the the man who controls the labyrinth has these Balls that can make her happy again. If she just gets, his, if she gets to the middle of the labyrinth, she'll get his balls. Which there's a lot of jokes about that. But
1: also, she- also that character, that looks how Scotty draws himself, by the way.
2: A little bit. <laughs>
1: that is no, that is Scotty's cartoon face. Yeah.
2: But uh, and so she's got to get to the, the middle of the labyrinth to get the guy's balls. Uh, and if she doesn't then she has to marry him and as she goes through the labyrinth she runs into different people one guy has a map They all have different things and the deal is always or you have to marry me and there's just panel after panel of, of Creatures holding rings and boxes offering to marry her which I thought was very funny
1: So this is, this has been this is one of my favorite. This is my favorite of these in, in quite a while I really yeah. really enjoyed this and I was like wow that was that was really fun yeah. and, I, and I was thinking about why and I think that like The solution for her in this whole thing wasn't just to plow through and kill everybody which is basically the plot of everything that happens every time she gets mad and kills everybody and this was a different thing and that made it more interesting to me and then I thought the twist at the end about what's coming up later was also I was like oh that's interesting I want to see how that's changed um and she kind of got to succeed she's also failed at everything
2: yeah like uh, it
1: was it was was, it's fun this is really really good
2: really good issue really really good issue So
1: um so i I think I've been pretty bullish on secret Empire you haven't you haven't and I've said, you i, I know, and and I the, started
2: off being bullish, and I have trailed off
1: well uh I said uh the last couple I said,' well, these are good because it's the same artist, yeah, and uh that's over yep and it's really over. Who was it before? It was, it was uh, Andrea.
2: Sor- yeah, Andrea Sorrentino. It started. Oh, with, right, it right. started with Linneal Francis Francisu, and then Andrea Sorrentino came in for a few issues, and now we're back to f- Francis Francisu. Um,
1: yeah, but those they all should have been Sorrentino. Agreed. Like like full stop. And and I, I lost the thread completely with this one. Yep. Not even that I didn't like know what was going on. I didn't care. Yep. Um, it really. I had been looking forward to it because it. You know, it is as we said, bad shit. But there's, there's got to be some standards, man.
2: Yeah. And, and the thing is, I, and from a, I agree with you from an art standpoint and even from a story standpoint. I was reading and I was truly trying to parse. I was, I was really thinking about it. I spent a, while, I spent a couple yep. hours thinking about this. And It's not bad. Um, and the thing about this is that I think the germ of the idea is great, right? Yep. Co- Cosmic Cube fucked with Steve, makes him think he's a Hydra agent. He's secretly Hydra agent. Hydra takes over. Great. Great idea. There's too much going on in this book right? Uh-huh. So you've got Hydra taking over. You've got Manhattan being covered by a dark force, the dark force dimension, right? You've got the heroes being split in Hawkeye's group and now Black Widow's group. You've got Tony is kind of the, like, it, there's too much on the board. You know
1: what? You're right. Thank you. Because when I'm flipping through it right now, I'm like, there's things about it I like. i like the thing with Bruce Banner, but I think that the overall problem, the, the thing that doesn't work about this that yes. you don't buy Steve Rogers in this this position, um,
2: a, a little bit. I, I could can see can't. that. Yeah, but but and I but the thing is, that I think that you could use that in the story.
1: I right? guess, but like it, there's it's a bridge too far for some of it. Like yeah, I no. just it, at a certain point, then is is it not Steve Rogers anymore? Because right. it's not. That's what it
2: feels well, like. And, and that and that's where I get that that's the point I'm driving to, where because it seems like the interludes that are drawn by Rod Reese are really important. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck, and we're not supposed to know what the fuck's going on. But I feel like that's going to be our MacGuffin that that resets everything, you know? Because you've got this weird, you know, kind of painted. You know, Rod Reese is great, the painted art, but you've got Steve Rogers with a beard. Now he's been captured by Red Skull. And they're in hell. They're in hell, right? And all like <laughs> right, and it's just like, and the thing is, I'm just like, what? I'm like, there's too many ideas in this book right now,
0: and and, and, and that's that's what made the other events more successful like a civil war is a pretty simple idea focus there's only one central conflict in it you know yeah. that was that's the marvel event that they've been ch- chasing like heroin for the last 15 years or whatever it's been yeah. you know it's it's it, it, too much going on it's the point now i'm not reading this but when this bleeds into other marvel books i'm completely and utterly baffled because yep. it yeah it doesn't envelop the book the world if you're going to do an event that's going to have tie-in books, you better have some... You better feel like a... You're,
1: you're just supposed to, to accept that the world fundamentally changed but kind of act like it's the same in the background of the now, other books. No, I would doesn't now to, work now to go back
2: to uh to peter parker's spectacular spider-man there is a reference to captain america where like yeah. spider-man's like oh you should go talk to captain america and chip does put in an editor's like uh box that says no he shouldn't although i hope this takes place before secret empire like even he like it's just like the nice little nod to to the secret empire thing in spider-man made me laugh but um there's
0: some other book was it was it guardians where they were they were fighting the oh no it was ultimates it was the ultimates this yeah. week ultimates 2 where they were like they were fighting the shield around earth and i was like wait why is there a shield because i keep because i'm not reading the book and i keep forgetting because it's stupid yeah and and it's just it's just distracting in other books it's either it's like just let the story take place in this miniseries yep. and any other sort of associated spin-off books but don't have it in the other books if you're not going to fully commit to it being a thing
1: yep I, agree. I, I I think I think it needs to be its own miniseries, and then I'd be able to buy it more. I think the other stuff is not not a good fit. It
0: just it just lacks focus, and that's what bothers me about it. So um, lack focus. Um, well, fine. it's only halfway through. You got you got four more issues.
2: Oh, Jeez, thank okay. God it's shipping shipping every week at this point. Um, finally, uh, Green Lanterns, number twenty seven by Sam Humphries and art by Ronan Click Clique cl- 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 Clique 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 Clique.
1: That's a great um, name.
2: I will give Sam Humphries credit that in this book he keeps introducing really unique original ideas in this particular case uh simon's ring has stopped working and the uh, and jessica's ring is the only thing working and because of volthoom the first lantern her ring is related to him somehow they've got thrown back in time and now they're billions of years in the past on earth and right. and they're tra- stranded on in or- yeah on pangea and i was like you know that's really clever i like that and now and now the first seven green lanterns are gonna come find them or whatever like like really interesting ideas in this book every every like five or so issues huh? every arc uh, there's like a really clever like you know so i just i just i just appreciate it like, every time i read this i'm entertained so
0: and we're not we're about to get a really logical robot green lantern i think this is this is a fun book
2: yeah it is i like the robot the robot design was good too so <laughs>
0: yeah, it looks like it looked like an old like a 50s toy
2: yeah exactly yeah that's why i liked it no so. All right. Well, those are the books that we read this week. And uh, of course, you, the listeners, or a small percentage of you, uh, are participating iFanboy patrons. And we thank you all for your support. And one of the perks you get by supporting iFanboy is you get to vote for a book for us to talk about every week, uh, the iFanboy patron pick. And this week, that goes to Generation Gone, number one, uh, written by Aleshkot, with art by Andre Lima Arajo. Araujo, Arajo. Arajo. Yeah. And before we talk about this actual book, I got a bone to pick with the uh, with the credits. Because uh, they put, you know, the credits are on the back of the book, which is the trendy thing to do at Image, and um, and the first credit is storytellers, Aleshkot and Andre Lima, or, 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 however you pronounce it, and then right. it says writer Aleshkot, artist Andre. And It's like, listen, you're either going to be joint and as a team or not. <laughs> like like I know weird. What, I know what you're trying to do by saying we did the story together or whatever, but like you can't don't, then don't feel don't have the ego need to break out who's the writer and the artist.
1: I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I was yeah. looking at the, um, like the the fine print. I mean, it's okay. good. To, it's
2: good to explain who is the artist and that sort of thing. But like, I I feel like that's a little cake and eating it too. I you
1: know? I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. yeah. So anyway,
2: what did we think of Generation Gone? Number one, extra long issue. It was thir- well more than thirty pages, right? Close to forty pages.
0: Oh. It was long. You took out. You took me. That was my initial impression. Was it? It was long. It's fifty-six. I mean, you know, it's like reading three comics at this point. It was fifty-six pages.
2: Oh, it's even longer Um, than. Oh, wow, it's even longer than I thought it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was basically the length of three comics. So when I was down to the wire to do the show, it's like great, just one more thing to read. Oh fuck. (laughs) Uh, But uh, you know, I we, Alechko is polarizing, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed a, his old book, Zero, for a while, but then I got bored of it. Yep. And I think that might be the only thing of his I've really uh, enjoyed. Yeah.
1: I read a lot of this, sort of, because he was pumping out stuff like a like a latter-day Nick Spencer for a while there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I read a bunch of it, and then, uh, then there was a certain point where I decided I'm not going to read any more of this guy's work. So this is the only thing of his I've read uh, in a while.
0: So the story of this book is... Uh, a trio of millennial hackers, one of whom's an asshole. The, there's two guys and a girl. Two of them are dating. The one dating the girl's an asshole. The girl's like you know, sort of a saintly character. And then you have this sort of uh, leader.
1: The um, black friend.
0: Black friend leader who is also very he's athletic. He's
1: also he's super smart and athletic because
0: um, they are uh, they they're trying. They've been practicing hacking by hacking into DARPA because they want to steal money from Bank of America to. Live the good life. Um, the there's a scientist at DARPA who wants to give everyone code to make them superhuman. I rolled my eyes in that that storyline. Yeah. Um, but his his bosses don't want him to do that. They want to focus on practical stuff at DARPA. So he monitors the hackers. He wants to, he wants to get them involved in DARPA, but he also unleashes the code onto their computer screens at the end, so they they are going to become superheroes or superhuman anyway. Hmm. Um, I didn't like the art. Uh. The story was fine.
2: I, I thought uh, – my take, as much. my takeaway on this was that the um, – I noticed also in the credits that uh, Alesh added an editor in uh, Lizzie Kay, who I actually I, – I, I met her. I, I, I met her at Thought Bubble a couple of years ago when she was working at another publisher and she's a really good editor and knowing – having read a lot of Alesh's work between a couple of years ago and now – I could see the influence of actually having someone, you know, Leshu someone who has a lot of ideas and often is very unfiltered, having somebody, you know, to work with. So I'm I'm kind of glad to see him do that. That said, I still found this story to be a uh, little derivative, a little, you know, kind of oh, okay, yeah, a little. We're gonna play into putting a post-it note over the of the camera, like a little, you know, kind of you know kind of hacker cliche, that sort of thing. Um, and I, I know you're supposed to not like the girl's boyfriend character, but, like, talk about, like, within the first three pages, me not wanting to read the comic at all because of an asshole character. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, so maybe he, did, maybe he did that really well, or I don't know, like, you have to say. But, um, well, you know, I thought it was – I did think it was too long, and I, did, and I thought we could have really done without the DARPA and en, uh, engineer presentation to basically give you your exposition. Like, I felt like there could have been a more creative way to get you where he wanted us to be, so –
0: the funny thing is, one of the complaints that I think you've had, Ron, is that a lot of the image issues are too short. The first issues yeah. you want, yeah, you, you think so. This would be the way to solve that because this this doesn't feel too short and has. If this had been cut in half, yeah. you would have made that complaint again. So this is this is them doing what you wanted yeah. by giving you all, you know all the meat in the first issue. Yeah.
1: Well, if he achieved his goal of writing a Warren Ellis story, it would have been shorter <laughs> and it would have been better.
0: Um, he, he is a he is a bit of a light lightweight Warren else and this is this this story in particular is is well, that's that's, that's
1: I, I, I didn't mind the art I liked the art just fine I thought it did the thing that it was supposed to do um I, the more I sort of look at it the more it de- did feel like like the trio of people are all so hacky it's just it's like it's it's this I've' I, I know, like, hackers. like He's so, yeah, I mean, like, he's, like, the the boyfriend's so mean to her, but she's gonna please him because it's a bad choice for herself. And I was like, that's, like, that of an after-school special from long ago. That's
2: why I said, that's why I said, um, like, derivative, like, it just, hacky, I think, is a better term. (laughs) I feel, I'm not saying that he's a hack, but yeah, no, you're right, the characterization. And the thing was, I got it, I understood it, and it was like, but it was, like, not people I wanted to read about, you know?
0: It was also, I I didn't believe them as hackers. Um, Yeah. They just... I mean, anyone can be I, a hacker, but I, like, it I, just there was nothing about these people that that screamed uh, yeah. that they were good at this, other than they were they were good at it. You Me, know what I mean? Like he, kids. We saw you know, them on laptops. That was it. So it
1: doesn't work to uh, disconnect yourself from something. Closing the laptop lid. Yeah, <laughs> that that does not help. They're arrested. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> if I close the lid of my laptop, it can it continues to work and is still connected. <laughs> At least yeah. Oh
2: god. So
0: It was it, yeah, it just there was I think things I liked about it but overall I just felt kind of like this is him doing his Warren Ellis story and yeah. uh I and in like the
1: end it. it was just I was like this is just like uh the, what's the book that Warren Ellis is doing with with Declan Chalvey? This the it was Injection. like a, yeah, it's like it was like it was like the whatever the internet signal started to kill them. Right. And then when you flip the page she has superpowers on the next cover
2: okay.
1: fine
0: I don't know <laughs> they're millennials getting back at the older the, generations the, the, the,
2: yeah that line oh god that just killed me anyway alright so uh, ratings ratings ratings
0: I'm going to give it a 3 because I didn't hate it
2: I'm going to give it a 3.5 because I did find the writing to be more
1: focused 2 I didn't get lost by the art at any point point. 2 though wow okay I don't uh, I don't sticking with it no no Connor
2: no uh, I will not I will not be either so there you go all right thank you patrons for voting generation gone number one let us know what you think
1: a <laughs> <Just> shower <laughs> every week this will work. This will make us feel better. Every week, uh, we like to thank our patrons. Uh, we have uh, folks that go to patreon.com slash ifanboy, and those who pledge at a certain level get rewarded by receiving a... We call it dumb superpowers, but I don't necessarily want to call them dumb. I don't think that's completely right. We go, we reward them with some superpowers that we make up. They can be anywhere on a spectrum. Um, Ron, you're up.
2: Yes. So we want to thank Tim Mikulski for helping uh, to support ifanboy. And Tim has powers very similar to... To Ray Palmer, uh, the Atom, in that, or Scott Lang, the Ant-Man, in that he can shrink down and then get very large again. But the 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 difference for Tim is that he actually needs to run a mile and a half to shrink down. He needs the the the, the he needs he needs Propulsion. a clear a clear runway of kinetic energy for at least a mile and a half, and he gets wow. small he gets smaller as he runs. Same thing on the way back. So, but the problem is it's a mile and a half in small size. So when you're like tiny. It's a da- basically it's a danger for him to get small because it's exhausting it's, to get big again.
1: It's a proportional. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a problem.
0: Yeah, it is. So, there huh.
1: you
0: go. <laughs> proportional. Wait, if he's like, if he's the size of like a GI Joe toy, running a mile and a oh. half, it's gonna end up being my, running for. He,
2: he spent a lot of time in the microverse.
0: <laughs> so wait, he's got to run the mile and a half in the big size, right? So he's yes. gonna end up running for yeah. like what's gonna feel like for him. Running 400 miles. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. Can no, he run that's on the treadmill?
2: It's rough. Uh, no, it needs to be a straightaway.
0: Well, that sucks. He yeah, has I, to cover actual
1: distance.
2: Yeah, he's got to cover actual distance. Yeah, yeah. He can't just run in, in a room for certain circles. Boy, what did he do to you, Ron? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this may have been a, uh,
1: a, a quagmire of detail. <laughs> 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 I think you could I think you could shorten the distance and it would still be <laughs> just, challenging yeah, my exactly. God.
0: <laughs> chris hazen uh he has the power of never getting sunburned
2: Wow, so he's got a protective layer
1: against u v
0: yeah he can he can get tan, but he can't get burned Wow,
1: wow. the money I'd save alone on sunblock yeah.
0: And aloe, and just painful showers yeah. gone. Oh, wow. That's great. You ever try to shave your head with a sunburned?
1: And dermatology, to be
0: quite yeah. frank. Yeah, not worry, um, worry about worry uh, about melanomas.
1: Oh wow, jeez. <laughs> he's Italian. He doesn't know what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> um, Charlton vote, I believe, is
1: close to how it might be pronounced. He can only verbally verbally communicate using dialogue from Oscar-nominated films. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get new dialogue every year? It's whatever, yeah. It's, I mean, it's what, from the canon of oh, Oscar-nominated films. By
2: the way, that reminds me, in Generation Gone, when they go watch Taxi Driver, I was like, oh, come on. Yep. Transparent much? Anyway, go on.
1: <laughs> when he goes to speak, all of everything that he says must be uh, quoted verbatim from an Oscar-nominated film. Wow. And you can, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. You can sure, do it. Yeah, yeah. But... That's how it has to work. Okay.
2: But he does get every, every end of February, he gets a whole new vocabulary.
1: Yeah. Oh, you can't yeah. handle the truth. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Nice.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: All right. Um, and finally, Scott Hasselwood. Uh, he can, uh, you know, like his whole body can change color, but to red. That's nice. So he can, he can hide in front of a wall painted red. Or he'll stand out. So, there you go.
1: <laughs> that one fell flat. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. If there's any, yeah. like, I don't think there's any advantage to that. <laughs> well, he can hide in front of a red painted wall.
0: It has can to he, be the right can he match red, or is it just sort of It's certain like red. a
2: light, it's a photo light thing. So, yeah, and in, the way we look at it, it matches, yeah. So Okay. Yeah. Again, I... limited,
1: I mean, that's like, that's mecha neck. Yeah. Level. yeah, well, we didn't say that they were always
0: useful. Well, look, Mechanek could see over he fences. Can, that he could look over
1: a berm. He would have
2: been... Eight Mekin-
0: foot Mek- tall, but...
2: Mechanek would have been great in World War One.
1: No, Ed he drove. would have shot in the head. that's <laughs> yeah, true. He probably. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's the last place they'd be like, just look for, look for his head. Yep. I'm assuming he's on the Allied side. I don't know. Yep. What's Mechanek's surname? <laughs> Steve.
0: Mekinak, uh Schweitzer. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> All right, go to patreon.com slash ifanboy, and that's where you can sign up to become a loyal, supporting ifanboy patron. And we thank everybody who's done that. When you sign up at patreon.com slash ifanboy, you can sign up for as low as a dollar, and that means that every week you can vote in the, in the the uh, to have us read a book and talk about it on the show. Uh, you also get to participate in our monthly hangouts. Uh, next one is going to occur on July 31st at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, so mark your calendars. It's going to be very exciting. Um, and if you sign up at the $5 or higher level, you get a, a superpower. might be dumb, might be useful, might not be. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash ifanboy. We thank everybody who's done that. We are less than $500 away to our next goal, which is a non-comics media podcast. Listen, there are movies and TV shows we want to talk about, and we want you to help us talk about them. We got so, a whole show on Mechanic. Yeah, we, we will do a whole show on Mechanic. There you Mechanic's
0: go. Be... real name is Aureus. Of course
2: it is. Uh, that, is <laughs> so, that Prussian? So please go to <laughs> Patreon.com/IFanboy, and we thank everybody who's done that. If you're not looking to sign up uh, on an ongoing basis, you can go to IFanboy.com/support. There's a link to shop on Amazon where we get a little uh, bit of uh, we get a little kickback from the folks at Amazon. Nothing from you, uh, and that's a great way to help support us. You can also give a direct donation via PayPal. Uh, we thank everybody who's done that. Uh, if you just want to throw you know a couple bucks our way, we thank you. And finally, if you're looking for new T-shirts, you can go to ifanboy.threadlist.com where we've got our four designs that are up there. The IFanboy logo, Herm shirt, the Pick the Week podcast, and ratings, Um, and we're going to be unveiling the new shirt design at the patron hangout on July 31st, so if you're a patron, you get the first glimpse and first chance to buy our new t-shirt, we think everybody who listens to the podcast is going to like it, so uh, yeah, mark your calendar, thank everybody for your support, on to the email, Uh, we can just do one since they're all really long.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, Mechanic's original character name was Spy Man.
2: Well, that's much more accurate.
0: (laughs) And he, he, this is so great. Let's do a whole show on the mechanic. (laughs) He was tagged by Mattel as the heroic human periscope on the toys. The heroic
2: human periscope.
1: Well, his head was in danger the whole time. And that's where the whole show happens.
0: (laughs) Which email are we doing?
1: Uh, Let's do the first one. That's fine. Since we're talking about costumes. Will says, it comes up frequently how much you all dislike certain costume redesigns when compared to their classic alternatives. Having seen Spider-Man's current Care Bear costume, I don't know. I know you're not just griping about young people on your lawn or how about how things cost more than they used to. As such, I'd be inter- interested to know which modern costume redesigns you think are better, A, than the, the original, or B, if not better, than otherwise independently interesting or praiseworthy. How about it? Are the recent redesigns that score higher on the electro scale and say their pre-2000s counterparts? Candidly, I've only been thinking about this one for a few months. Sorry about that. If you want more time commitment, I've wondered for at least a few administrations how much time each of you spends picking the episode music during post-production and whether, or in Ron's case, how many times you burn through an, through your through time angsting about a clever music selection than actually recording the episode itself.
2: Well, answer that question. I, I, yeah. Literally, the music decision is the easiest decision of them all, usually. Yep. So, How do you do it? It's either what I'm listening to lately or, uh-huh. yeah, like it's literally just – or what's been in my head. It's li- like, like, oh, I'll use that. Like it's ne- I never – I never, I personally never agonize over it.
1: So I do that or sometimes if I don't have an obvious answer for it, I put in a keyword. Okay. Like if it's about like whatever the, the theme of the book is oh, about. Yeah,
2: we look, we'll look for some sort of k- tie back to the show. Yeah, I'll
1: agree. look for a keyword and then like, if a song pops up there that I like, then yeah. I will use that song.
0: Yep. Connor, but it's, you, it's actually you know? not. Connor, how do you? That's pick? pretty much the same. Like, yeah. I'll put a keyword into my iTunes search. You know, either the title of the book or something we talked about the show, or if, if a song gets mentioned or an artist gets mentioned in the show. Um, otherwise, I'll just pick something randomly. It's not. It's not yeah. really. So, it's not. It's not that difficult.
2: So, so uh, onto the costume question. We we touched upon this a little bit with Spider Man. What
0: what is Spider Man's current Care Bear costume? What is that?
2: I don't know what that means. Do Care Bears have thigh high boots? Is it the, sp- the the blue glowing spider the 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 chest thing? Oh, that might be. That's it. what
0: it is. I think that's what. It oh, because there's chest glow spider. Yes, that's yeah. It. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah.
2: yeah. My my problem so much is not so much. <laughs> my for, problem is not so much that new costumes suck. It's that there's such at least on the X Men side there's such a revolving door of new costumes that I couldn't tell you what a character's costume is.
1: Like, I wonder if that's good
2: or bad. Like, like, no, yeah, like at least on all the X Men, they they have they have rotated yeah. through looks over the past ten years. Like, like it used to be like it was funny because I was in the com I was in um, I was I was I went back a couple weeks months weeks I don't know where the days go. Um, I was back in San Francisco and I was at Isotope and we were talking about Rachel Summers in the new X Men book and how bad that new costume is and we pulled up all of her costumes and there's like twenty costumes over the years, right? And and saying oh that was good that was you know but like it used to be that a character had like two or three costumes and now there's such a desire to reboot relaunch reinvent you know and that sort of thing that there's a there's just a revolving door of costumes and i've lost any i've lost the thread of consistency of a lot of the characters i like
0: oh josh notice josh said it once and it was accurate it's that you oh know God. jack kirby direct designed these costumes on the marvel side so why would you change them
1: right yeah well, in in a lot of cases, you you find that they're just they're they're shooting around the edges of those designs anyway. So a really good example is Captain America, where they just keep tweaking that same one, and none of them. As Superman is the same thing, really. None of them come close. Right. Like you've got it already. The Flash, you had it, and and I know that there's a need to reinvent, but I don't know that visually and the costume is the best way to do that. Put them in the costume. Stop worrying about that part. Get the rest of it right.
0: Uh, yeah, the costume is not going to fix the story problems. No, um, but it, it, there, there's a reason why classic looks are classic looks. There, there, there's a simplicity that I think modern artists shy away from. That hurts. These these things should be simple. They shouldn't have tons of straps and pouches and, and lines and and, yeah. and and seams and it's, it 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 takes away from the simplicity of the look. I mean, you you guys like the uh, and I don't hate the. The Thor redesign. That, I love uh, the Thor. That was the I, that was
2: I, my I, I, yeah. I like it too. But
0: but you know, there's just simple boots and the the light blue yeah. circles on the shit. Like, it's all simple primary colors and simple shapes. And it a it's easy to draw. It's easy to recognize in a page. Yeah. Um, but B, there's there's just something four color awesome about those original 60s Marvel designs and the original you know Silver Age DC designs that didn't need to be mucked with.
1: What was also cool is that almost all of those could be uh, whittled down to like an an icon or an iconography. Like I'm picturing like like if you need a symbol for Thor, it was like the the chest and then like the six or eight dots, whatever those things were, you know, and that's it. I thought I thought the Thor costume was in the same vein and it didn't, it didn't stick out to me as being awful. They didn't add a lot of gaudy baubles to it or things that like they're doing at DC, which is to like stick on a collar and a knee pad and a a line or, you know, lightning bolts for no reason. Um, but it was just pleasing for whatever reason. It was just, I mean, I think it was just a good design that didn't, that just sort of magically worked in that pocket. Um, yeah, but like, you know, Captain America ever since, And I get why they have to do it for the movies, and I honestly don't blame movies for doing it. i don't really care about that as much, but in the comics, like you had you have the master who's sitting right there and gave it to you fix something else that needs yeah. that's broken
2: and the, and the thing is we've had recent costumes that are good like the Captain Marvel costume redesign that McKelvey did is great, and that's become- mm-hmm. icon-
1: i uh, you know like it, that was a home run you know um well, There are also others who, who, you know, like, they didn't really have, like, when you talk about Rachel Summers, like, who knows what her actual, who gives a shit? Like, I don't really care what they dress her in, but some of the others. Well, I, I care. No, I know, but like, but like somebody like Captain Marvel, like yeah. Carol Danvers, like I know that she's had a few different versions of that sort of Nova thing. That never bothers me so much, or even a Nova costume. Like it's kind of always in a wheelhouse. It's, it's in, fine.
2: Yeah, but 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 I guess in, in my I mean in my case with I mean, I'm mainly talking from the X Men just because the X Men are rotating, sure. you know, and and a uh, Spider Man to a certain degree. There's a, there's some bizarre need to change the looks of these classic characters. I mean, even it like, wasn't like, for years though. It wasn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, but you know, like whether it's whether it's Electro, the the aforementioned electro or um some of the you know the kind of up modern updates and things like that and and that's the real balance between you know even we joke about electro but that is a that is a, that i know instantly what that guy is
0: it's a one it's it's one of the all-time great co- costumes it, it really and, is yeah and the, the, i feel like there's a need there's an embarrassment almost in the in the superhero niche of the original costumes they try to make them more realistic you know yep. and i get partially it's because of the movies and movies try to make them more realistic but it's almost like they're embarrassed that's that's how these characters look yeah. they're, they're they're silly and if if we got to the point now where we, we can't have we can't deal with the fact that these characters are inherently silly then then yeah,
2: why are then, we then we're doing doomed this? yeah yeah so all right well good question i could talk about costumes for hours but uh we if could you, if you have a question you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com uh please keep it brief tell us where you're from how long you thought about it uh make it good uh and you can send in an audio file if you like uh keep that to 30 seconds or less
0: didn't we do a video show on costumes? I'm sure we did. Probably. Yeah. I think we did. Look that up on YouTube. All right, so uh, Booksplode came out this past week. We, uh, Josh and I talked about The Street Angel Gang by Jim Rudd and Brian Maruca. Uh, it comes out actually this week. So if you want to check it out at the store and go back and listen to the Booksplode show, you can do that. It's tons of fun. And the show itself is shorter because the book is very short. But we had a good time. We even got a brief discussion about the Warriors in there.
1: Nice. Still haven't seen it. Uh, on July thirty first at nine thirty PM Eastern, which translates to six thirty PM Pacific, you should come and attend our patron hangout. And if you are not a patron, you should become a patron so that you can come to attend our patron hangout, where we will talk about uh, could be anything really. I
0: think but this time would be really fun. We discussed doing the our top five Marvel movies because that came up.
2: Uh, oh, that yeah, that, that a, did come up. Was, Connor, tougher. someone else, uh, I believe a patron or a fan, I think he's a patron, uh, he asked on Twitter if we would talk about uh, the blackout rules in baseball broadcasting. And, sure. And my, my response was, don't get me started.
0: <laughs> and that was also a long Mark. list of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. don't
1: get him started. Yeah, so
2: it'll be a fun But time. It, I'm not ruling it out. Yeah, no, it, it, anything can happen, so... Uh, And then finally, if you enjoy Twin Peaks, you should listen to my other podcast, The Damn Fine Podcast, where me and Tom Merritt are analyzing every episode as it comes out immediately after watching the show. Last week, we had Rick Remender on the show. This week, we're going to have Gabriel Hardman on the show. So comic fans, I'm really – I'm catering to you folks, not on purpose. It's just that – I like talking to That's how to the, scheduling works. I, that's how scheduling works and th- these people like David Lynch. And if in if you know somebody who likes David Lynch, I want to talk to them. No, and I'm not that <laughs> I, I take that back. <laughs> okay. No. But either way, either way, hopefully you enjoy if you listen, hopefully you enjoyed Rick Remender. He was entertaining as always. Uh, and I'm sure Gabriel Hart Well, what was better. funny
0: about that show was you you wanted him to be silly Rick, but he yes. was being deadly serious about David Lynch, Rick. He was like
2: like was- I I I, I, he, I knew he was a Lynch fan, but I didn't realize he's a Lynch fan and I loved it. It was great.
0: Yeah. So. At one point, he was like, do you want me to be the monkey guy? I'll be the monkey guy. And you were like, <laughs> never mind.
2: <laughs> oh, Fun times with the.
0: some great insights into, yeah. into it. He yep. was really good. So.
2: Excellent. So, yeah, so go check out DanFinePodcast.com.
1: You can head over to ifanboy.com to find out all of our other podcasts and what's there and look at all this stuff. You can comment on this. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash ifanboy or follow us at uh, ifanboy on Twitter. And you can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out and some other stuff. Of course, you can even follow us individually at Jay Flanagan, at Ron Exo, and at CS Kilpatrick both on Twitter and Instagram.
2: And if you like the show, make sure you go to iTunes and write a review. Leave a rating. We appreciate everybody who does that. Um, Or if you listen to Damn Fine Podcast, please do that as well, only if it's positive. Um, Or (laughs) better yet, uh, you can uh, tell your friends about the show. Go to your comic book store. Tell anybody. Listen, we've been doing this a very long time. And we know a lot of you are longtime diehards. But we need need new people to exist. So make sure you're telling your friends, uh, anybody else that knows about it. Go check out iFanboy. That's the way to do it. So uh, before we go, Connor, can you give us the report from San Diego?
0: Yes. Okay. What have you seen? Uh, let's see. Yesterday I saw the pool.
2: All right. Good, good.
0: A um, couple of bars. All right. Um, I made it to the show for five minutes yesterday. All right. How, and how was That's that? That's all I got that's
1: all I got way, way to make us look like the elitist above it all assholes we no may it's not say that it's
0: just that I have uh, work things I'm doing the first two days and my, I'm getting to actually do the show itself on the weekend alright that's yeah. fair that's fair because
2: we all um, know Saturday is the day to go to the San Diego Comic Con
0: oh <laughs> that's what a flavor is yeah. actually I can, I can report that the new system for, for getting your badges is terrible and uh, oh, you, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't think they could make it worse but they did
2: oh no all right.
0: But, uh, no, I'm looking forward to actually getting to the floor on Saturday and Sunday. It's just that I'm here for my day job, and I have day job work things, meetings and things on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. But Saturday and Sunday, I'll be at the show, and I might do – you know, this will be happening in the past, but I'll be uh, – I might stream some live video, which I've done in the past, from the, from the floor. So people will have seen that or not seen that, but yeah. – um, yeah, honestly these days the, the show is outside the, sh- the con as much as it is inside the con
2: oh even more so yeah no it's crazy yeah. like like it used to that, that started a few years ago and now it's just a, it, didn't I say the mr robot is basically providing free food breakfast lunch and dinner
0: there's wow. all kinds of stuff like that everywhere there's free transportation yeah. there's free restaurants there's all I mean uh, there's tons of installations, uh, three uh, VR installations. There's a Leica one from uh, the, the movie that's coming out. There's a giant one for Blade Runner. So I mean, they're they're everywhere. You don't even have to go to the show the show to actually be in the show.
2: Okay. Interesting.
0: It's
2: fun. Wow. All right. It's all
0: beautiful here.
2: I'm not jealous. I'm not there at all. So there you go. <laughs> all, right. all right. So until then, I'm Ron. Until then, Connor. until next time, I'm Ron. Connor. Until when?